This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, the coach for starseeds who are ready to heal on a soul level and fall in love with life on Earth. Join me for an epic intergalactic journey of celestial heritage, deep healing, and consciousness expansion. Let's go. Hello, my star children. How are you all doing? Sorry if I sound a little stuffed up. I am dealing with, well, what I thought was a cold, I guess had just turned into allergies. So I sound a little stuffy, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm going to record rain or shine. Okay, before I get into this podcast, I almost forgot. Okay, I told all these ghost stories last week and I forgot to tell like the number one craziest ghost story. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't remember about this. I think I must have blocked it out because it was pretty um, insane. But so, okay, I have to tell you this because it would not be um, my, my list of weird, freaky experiences would not be complete without this experience. Okay. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go ahead and listen to my last podcast because I was telling ghost stories, um, different weird things I've experienced. Okay, so I lived in this house that was haunted, which is always a great way to start out a story. I lived, uh, it was my my husband's um, house that he grew up in as a, when he was a young boy. And we lived there together for a few, a few years. And so where do I start with this crazy story? So there had, I'd always felt weird things in that house. Um, it, and, and so did he, that house had a really, really dark history uh, the people who had lived in that house was, uh, were like the people living in them had been addicts, um, for a, a period of years. There was a woman in there, um, without getting into too many, um, family details, but she was a woman who, uh, who had died in that, in the master bedroom. Two people had died in the master bedroom, actually. I was, this house always gave me the creeps. And my husband, the creeps. I always felt like there's something in the hallway. And so then I gave birth. I had a home birth. Uh, we had the birth at home, obviously, because that's what a home birth is. Um, and I had been planning that intentionally. Um, and so... When I was in labor, you know, we I had this birth tub that was all set up. It was all inflated. It had nice warm water in it. It was in the, the middle of the living room. Um, and then I was, my plan was when it was time to give birth, I was going to go hop in the tub and have a water birth. But um, my my son had different plans. The His whole birth was crazy. Um, 
but I ended up, I didn't make it to the tub and I gave birth to him on the floor, like on the, uh, on the floor, like right in the master bedroom into my midwife's hands. Nobody was expecting it. I went from, I went from seven centimeters to pushing in like an instant and he just kind of like plopped out. Um, it was a very easy, <laughs> uh, end to my labor. We'll say that. And so then after that weird things started happening in the house, I was so freaked out. So you know how, when you have, um, if you have a baby, if you've ever had a baby, you know, that in the middle of the night you end up, you know, waking up all the time and spent a lot of long, long, lonely nights for the first few months uh, where you're awake and you're feeding, you know. And so I, you know, it was like whenever I would get up to, you know, my son would wake up and I'd feed him. I always felt like somebody was watching me. And I didn't experience this with my daughter. I had her in the same house. Um, she wasn't born there, but, but I had her, you know, I was awake with her in the middle of the night too. Never experienced that. But with him, it was like, I, I always felt like somebody was watching me and I would sit there and like one time I was feeding him, I started nodding off and then something in the room moved. It was like a, a bag fell over or something. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and then I, it, it just felt like there was somebody right there watching me. I couldn't see them, but I knew they were there. And I was just like, ugh, this is not, <laughs> does not feel good. And so then what would happen would be at night, what, what started happening was I would be you know, up and about having to feed my son. I, I would take him into a different room instead of the master bedroom to, to feed him because I had, I had my pump, I was pumping and, you know, I had this like whole setup. And so I would hear somebody walking up and down the halls and, you know, no matter where I was in the house, I would hear that. And somebody was just walking up and down the halls like I would hear dishes being set down on the table. I would hear footsteps. Um, I would, I could not go in the living room. The living room felt really, um, there's, you know, somebody in there, but it's just every night somebody was going through their routine in the house and, um, just hanging out. I just started tuning it out. Um, but then there was one day where I noticed when I would get mad, like if I got upset or my daughter would get upset, then, then like things would move in the house or like things would, um, you know, weird things would happen. So there's one time where I was trying to put my son down for a nap and, um, you know, I had my daughter in the living room watching a show on TV um, so I could get him down and then I like heard somebody at the bedroom door 
and I saw the handle move and I was like, dang it. <laughs> Cause I thought it was Lola, my daughter, because you know, she, she was two, she was really little. And so she used to come bug us sometimes when I was trying to put the baby down. And so I was just mad. I think I was already in a bad mood because she had been testing me or something as toddlers do. And, um, and I was like, dang it, Lola. <laughs> and, and I like went to open the door to the bedroom and there was nobody there. Like she was sitting on the couch, but the door, the handle had moved on the, um, on the door. So that was really freaky. And I was just like, Oh God, <laughs> what is actually going on here? And, um, so what I think I, I used to joke that I like, when I gave birth, I like opened up a portal to the spirit realm or something. <laughs> but I think what, what had happened was when I gave birth, um, I think either my energy field or the energy field of the house like opened up and there was, uh, I was just like attracting like between my energy. Um, cause I was kind of, I dealt with some like postpartum anxiety and depression at that time. And so, uh, I think like <laughs> somebody was hanging around, um, at least one spirit and it was just like, it was awful. We, we went as far as we got a priest to come and bless the house. Um, I saged the house all the time and tried to banish away whoever was there. And they never left. Like we, as long as we were there, there was always somebody in the house. Like I could always feel them watching. And so we actually ended up moving, uh, to Texas and oh my god i was so so happy to leave this house behind and just be like i'm moving on to a house that's not haunted that was like on our wish list of houses that we wanted to you know when we were buying a house out here it was like okay we need a place that is relatively you know uh, that isn't old because we had had that house or it had been in my husband's family since the sixties and had lived through a whole lot of dark times, um, with his family. And so, <laughs> so I, I sure hope that the people living there are not experiencing what we went through. Maybe I was afraid that I was going to like take the whatever entity or entities it was with us. Um, but our house here this far it was built in 2006 or 2007 or something so uh it doesn't have you know quite the history and it just feels so nice to have my um energy field not being attracting uh unwanted spirits <laughs> now i just communicate with aliens that's fine i only communicate with nice nice ones so uh, <laughs> that was that story. I can't believe I forgot to tell you that. So here, this is the perfect transition <laughs> because today I actually wanted to talk about fear, <laughs> fear narratives that I keep hearing about in the Starseed and Lightworker community. So I wanted to address them. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. And now I'm going to try not to rant, but 
I might do a little ranting and raving today. Um, yeah, let's talk about fear. There has, since I have been a part of this kind of starseed or light worker community, there's, there's been a faction of folks who seem to be fixated on talking about, um, you know, dark agendas and, um, fear narratives and conspiracy theories. And that's kind of almost become like part of the identity of being a star seed or a light worker. Uh, but I am urging all of you out there to really think about this. This is a, a little bit of tough love today. I know it can be easy to get sucked into this. Um, but it's just, if our purpose here is to, you know, influence others by our frequency and to live this path of, ser- you know, service to others and to open our hearts, what do you think the fear frequency does? How do you think that affects our us as a community? How do you think it affects others? How do you think that affects our planet? So I noticed this come up during, you know, when the pandemic was raging <laughs> and when it, when it popped up really, you know, and, uh, it seemed that everybody kind of like turned their um, focus towards talking about the pandemic and the vaccine. And that, that was like mostly what I heard uh, light workers and starseeds talking about. And it was all about how that is, there's nefarious means behind all of that. And now it seems like since that has shifted and that's not really the focus anymore, now what I'm seeing is it's moved towards CERN. Um, if you don't know what CERN is, ab in Europe, um, where they're researching particle physics and they have a, they call it the Large Hadron Collider. And so what I've been seeing is, you know, I always like to keep my pulse on what people are talking about, even though I don't engage with it most of the time, uh, is they're talking about how it was like July 5th, they were going to turn it on and, uh, how it was going to shift us all into another dimension. And I just have seen thousands and thousands of people talking about this. Uh, and hearing, you know, word of mouth, that's kind of like the thing that people are talking about, right? Against CERN. And the reason why people were focused in on that is because um, the Schumann resonance, which is, uh, it's the frequency of the Earth's, of the Earth, essentially, um, measured in, you know, it's electronic, electromagnetic field. 
And people are saying, you know, whenever they would turn the collider on or do tests, then, um, you know, there would be all these like spikes in the Schumann resonance. Um, but, but what I want to point out, people like to forget, I think that the Schumann resonance is affected by the sun heavily. It's affected by the sun's solar activity because when there's solar activity, the sun, you know, if there's a solar flare, for example, like we're going through a wave of solar flares right now, it sends energy to us radioactive electromagnetic energy and then it kind of goes uh you know the earth's magnetic field protects us but it kind of bounces around and it goes uh, you know on the top the, the top the north pole and the south pole which is why we see the aurora borealis because that's where there's um it's a torus field around the earth that's protecting us so so it all kind of goes there um at the top and the bottom that's why we see the Northern Lights. So the Schumann resonance is also affected by the sun. Right now we are going through a solar cycle, the sun is, which it goes through about once every decade or so, um, where it goes through a lot of activity and it completes solar cycle and then it starts over again and the sun's not so active anymore. Uh, and so we are completing that cycle right now. It's been the past few months. It's been on and off. The sun's been sending a lot of um, energy to us. So if you, I have two apps, you can do this yourself. I have two apps, actually. I have the Schumann, Res I think it's called Quick Schumann Check or something. It's a Schumann Resonance app. I also have the um, Space Weather Live app. And so I can clearly see, because the reason why I track this stuff is because I'm very sensitive <laughs> to the sun's uh, solar activity. I actually, my intracranial pressure uh, increases. And so I like to just kind of keep an eye on, on both things. So when there's a solar flare, like there was, I think last night, um, there's been a lot. You can see pictures of the sun. You can see what it's doing. I get a little notification on my Apple watch. It tells me if there's a solar flare because then I know, okay, <laughs> I got to take my um, CBD or whatever to, to help with my pain. So, um, and then you can check and pick up the quick Schumann check and you'll see, oh, you know, there's uh, there was a spike. So there's a pretty clear correlation there. But it seems like people have kind of moved on from talking about that to talking about, okay, it's, you know, CERN and the is affecting the Schumann resonance. Which, who knows, maybe it is. I don't know. But the point is that um, talking about it, speculating about it, putting fear into people's brains about these things that we literally have no control over is is only harmful to ourselves. You get to choose what you want to think about and you get to choose how you want to think about it, right? And this, this can apply to CERN, it can apply to um, the pandemic or the vaccine, uh, 
other, you know, it, it can, <laughs> it can apply to reptilians. Uh, you know, people talk about reptilians, Illuminati, these types of things and get really focused on, on that too. But, um, you, you get to, you get to choose what you want to think about and what you want to let into your brain and what you want to put your energy toward. And for any of you, um, I feel like my listeners are pretty, um, you know, don't really get sucked into this stuff as much, but you know, if you, but if you, if you are, and I don't blame you, you know, we, when that's what we hear around us in our community, it can be easy to kind of focus on it and get swept up in it. Um, I've definitely had my moments where I've done the same, you know, if, but if we, if you think about how much mental energy you're putting towards thinking about these, these, you know, um, these dark agendas that are labeled as such, um, all, any of that mental energy could literally be going anywhere else. <laughs> like not that you have to be positive all the time, um, but it could be going towards your own self-development, self-care. It could be going towards engaging with others in an uplifting way or um, a way to to help others literally do anything except for <laughs> sitting here and complaining um, or spreading fear, honestly. Um, you know, also, I, what I want to say is unfollow people. Like, if, if you are coming across stuff and it doesn't feel good, you're allowed to unfollow people. You are allowed to put your energy where it feels good. It doesn't mean you stick your fingers in your ear and, you know, you don't, um, you totally disengage from affairs of the planet, but it's about having awareness about like, does, does this feel good? You know, is this worth my precious energy putting into engaging with, um, fear narratives. You know, it's the same. It's interesting. A lot of, I hear a lot of light workers say like, you know, the news, like turn off the news. It's, it's all fake or whatever. But then you're engaging in this other type of news that who knows if it's fake or not, but it's certainly negative, just like the mainstream news. This is totally normal human nature. Um, you know, as humans, we are always looking for the boogeyman, right? The metaphorical boogeyman. That's why it shifts all the time, right? You know, there's always going to be like a hundred different things. I, I see, I see this all the time. People talking about whatever thing is on their mind of this dark agenda, right? Um, but, you know, as, as humans, this is part of our nature. We have, our brains are designed to have negative bias. So if you start noticing your own brain and start seeing that 
hmm, it tends to go towards the negative, right? If there's two situations, two different outcomes, it will always go towards the most negative outcome. And that's okay. That's how our brains are designed because they're designed to keep us safe. They're designed for survival. But when we start to be onto ourselves and start becoming the watcher of our thoughts, we start to actually notice this, that, oh, (laughs) that's interesting. My brain wants to go towards this totally catastrophic possibility versus the thing that might actually be a more probable reason. So if you notice yourself doing that, which we all do it, you can start to just step back a minute, observe what your brain's doing, and have some compassion to yourself for zoning in on whatever negative outcome, potential outcome there is. And then ask yourself, is this something I want to intentionally be putting my energy towards? If it is, great. If it isn't, great. The point is being intentional about these things so that we're not just letting the fear portion of our brain run our lives. Because when we do that, it just becomes bigger and bigger and our the space in our brain becomes very unbalanced and it affects how we show up in the world how how we show up for other people how we show up for ourselves um another thing is you know we can look at these types of things to be opportunities for us as a species in our own healing to start confronting our fears, confronting our deepest fears. What is it that we fear most? Because if you look at these things, they all have something in common. It's a lot of it is about control. We're afraid of being controlled. Um, We're afraid of losing our sovereignty at least that's the pattern that I see what about you when you think of some of the things that you're afraid of these big overarching themes what do they have in common what is the underlying thing that you're actually afraid of because whatever boogeyman you're picking to focus on there's something underneath that And as we do that as a species, collectively, starting to address some of these fears, some of them are going to be, you know, they're going to be logical. Maybe you can trace them to something that happened in your current life. Some of them might even be fears that are just stored in our collective unconscious from other times in our Earth's history or other things that we've experienced elsewhere. And we're all kind of tapping into this collective, it's almost like a, uh, you know, a buzz of fear. So 
but but as a species for us to evolve right into fourth density consciousness it does require us examining our fears and facing them so a good first place to start is figuring out what it is that you're actually afraid of and all of us none of us are above this (laughs) this is very human work I certainly have my own fears but the the difference between letting fear control your life and affect you and having awareness around it so that you can intentionally choose what you want to engage in and start actively looking at this side of you that is looking for the metaphorical boogeyman. (laughs) That is how you be an example for others. You get to go first. You get to face this stuff so that you can help others in your life navigate things, especially as you know, our planet is going through so much upheaval and purging and turmoil as we're all healing collectively. So that's what I wanted to rant and rave about today. If you want to work on this stuff, this inner work together, let's do it. I am accepting one-on-one clients and I'm enrolling in business alchemy right now which the door is open on August 1st. So come find me, okay? If you're feeling scared, if you feel like you need some help right now on your own healing path and want to explore uh, your soul's karmic journey throughout any, (laughs) everywhere and anywhere, and what your mission is right here on this planet in this crucial time, reach out to me. Uh, you can book a quantum connection call with me on my website, thestarseedawakener.com. Before I close out here, I did want to read something to you since I was kind of hard on you today. So um, I wanted to read something that is uh, by a writer named Ashmi um, on Instagram. Writer, it's ashmi.path. And I was hoping this would help you kind of tune back into why you're here right now and help you kind of step away from worrying about fear and focusing in on the feeling of, um, you know, what we're all here to do together. When the time comes, may you know this in your bones. What an honor it is to serve humanity at this time on earth. You stand at the turning of the clock, the passing of an era of darkness into the age of light. Every breath, every pain, every triumph led you to this point. To stand here next to your brothers and sisters and bring in the dawn of the golden age. There is no greater honor than the role you are playing in this moment. Just by being you. Just by extending a hand, being a voice of love, when others are lost in the storm. 
what a miracle it is to be alive in this fleeting blip of time, to take part in the most epic story ever told, the monumental ascension of humanity, the birth of a brand new way. For every moment you have felt alone in this world, there are millions walking the same journey beside you. For the deep soul despair you have carried, lifetime after lifetime, the ecstasy of remembering your light heals your wounds a thousandfold. For every moment you have doubted your purpose, you will never waver again because you will know that you are it. You are living it simply by being here. And for every time you have hated yourself, you open to the love of a million suns blasting through the walls of your heart. It is the most brilliant sight to behold, the changing of the worlds, like dominoes turning over. Every system that was not serving humanity's highest good falls to reveal a new one made of love. The sight of the people coming together, laughing and crying, wiping away tears of relief feels like a dream. And at the same time, it feels all too familiar. You have imagined this moment a thousand times. You have felt it in your bones, but none of your visions came close to this joyful abandon. The whoops of celebration filling your lungs, echoing through the cosmos. Humanity, we have done it. And here we are on top of the world, one with each other, holding this gem of our beloved world in our hands. What an honor. I just think that's so beautiful. I, I always, I've been thinking a lot about, um, how, you know, we all, all of us here from all around the cosmos picked this time right now to incarnate on earth, to help raise the consciousness, you know, just by being ourselves. I think sometimes we get caught in like, oh, I have to, I have to do this. I have to do that. Um, I have to raise my vibration. Um, but, and, and it can, it can feel kind of like, a to-do list, but remember that, you know, anything, I, I always see things that it's like, oh, you do these things to raise your vibration, right? Meditate every day, eat raw vegan food or, um, you know, think po- positive thoughts only, but like these, these things, like that's just some human made that up, <laughs> right? All this stuff, you know, we're here and you have all of this within you and, you incarnated here and you brought your soul with you from elsewhere and that's all we need and and all you have to do is just be and sit back and have a little fun (laughs) and enjoy this um this really kind of crazy time on earth where you know the tides are turning even if it doesn't always feel like it and you know that because you know the because of the chaos on our planet and the um, all the craziness going on, it, it feels like it's getting worse, but it's actually getting better. And it's just that the people who uh, don't like it, don't like this shift that's happening, this positive shift uh, and this integration, you know, they're afraid. And that's why things are feeling more extreme. But as my past self said when I channeled him in my first session, you know, he said the deck is stacked. Like we're, there are enough of us here and 
we are going to ascend into fourth density and you know we're right there we just gotta keep keep on keeping on (laughs) don't let yourself your light be dimmed by anybody and you can uh you know if you if you do want to put your energy towards something don't put it towards escaping um you know put it towards looking inward at yourself and um opening up the metaphorical closet in your uh, mind you know in your heart and see your shadows learn to love them and you know we can work on that together too if you like and excavate some of those pieces that you feel like might be holding you back or weighing you down so that you can shine your light as bright as possible and as always i will see you next week bye thanks for listening to the starseed awakening podcast the doors are open to my one-on-one program quantum coherence which combines virtual quantum hypnosis sessions and coaching to help you recover your memories from other lifetimes, expand your identity, and turn your power all the way on. Go to my website, thestarseedawakener.com to book a free quantum connection call.